0: You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. Good morning, Hope Church, and all those who are listening. Um, maybe this is your first time, or you've been listening on for a few weeks. My name is Luke. I'm part of the family here at the church. Uh, last week, if you've been watching on um, online, you've been you'd know that we're going through the Book of Luke, and Tom spoke of um, the time when Jesus healed the centurion's servant and this was a miracle that Jesus wasn't even present and actually the centurion's faith was so impressive to to Jesus he was like this is great faith and actually uh, when the uh, the servants came back uh, to tell the centurion uh, his servant was healed and this week we're going to carry on uh, from where we left off so we're going to look at Luke chapter 7 verse 11 to 17. Soon afterwards He went to a city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large crowd. Now, as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin, and the bearers came to a halt. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear gripped them all, and they began glorifying God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. This report concerning him went all over Judea and in the surrounding district. Amen. So here we see uh, Jesus uh, is now moving to this, uh, uh, this place in Galilee called Nain, He's with his disciples in a crowd. So from Capernaum to Nain, it was about a 25-mile distance. So in those days, they didn't have cars like we do, so they would have walked. You know, I think for us, if we had to go to Colchester, um, if we had the opportunity to use public transport or walk, I think most of us would choose public transport. So we can see the pace of life was, was slower there. And we can just think, what kind of, like, the interactions they would have had around Jesus, like the bars, the excitement... You know, this is—you know—some people maybe have just tagged along for the first time, or you know, have just been have been coming along just for the ride. But you know, we don't actually see in the text what is written, but we can just imagine what it must have been like—like how people would have been asking questions and everyone to get around Jesus—and just, you know, he was he was the talk of the town. And here we see in the other in the other in in here we see just the opposite, really—the change of atmosphere where there's this widow who, um, you know, she's lost her husband and now. She's, she's lost her only son and you know there's a funeral taking place and the bearers are taking the coffin, you know, and there's weeping, you know, and, and the crowd are just, you know, it's, it's just sadness. It's it's just, it's it's not nice at all. And we can see there's two different atmospheres uh, that are going on and little did the widow know um, who was coming, you know, for the guys, for the people in Nain that, you know, death would have been the final word. And, you know, even today, like we know, you know, if, as you're a Christian today, you would know that death doesn't have the final word. And you know, little did she know that Jesus Christ was coming and he was going to make uh, all things new and actually he was going to change that. And <coughs> we see that the Bible says that sin entered into the world and sin and death through sin. So God's intention never was for death and actually it entered in. And we see in the, in the, in the revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ and what he did for us on, on the cross. Actually, he's dealt with it once and for all. And there's such hope we can find in that. So in verse 13, it says, when the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her. Like, what is this compassion? Like, what is this the Lord Jesus felt? Well, in the original language, the Greek word for compassion is "splanknesomai," And if you study Hebrew and Greek, you may know that I've probably made a mess of that. But the meaning of it is to be moved as to one's bowels. So it's the inward parts. And the bowels are thought to be the seat of love and pity, the seat of affections so it's not something manufactured or produced you know in ourselves you know this is so much deeper and it's we, we we can't sort of imitate that it's just who God is and you know Jesus could not help but respond to the widow he was drawn to her he saw the widow he, he knew what she was going through he felt compassion and it just re- he just had to he had to respond jesus wasn't thinking twice about it he wasn't thinking well should I should I not no he could not help himself and what we can see in here is the heart of the father uh, towards people in the person of Jesus Christ. And just to get a little bit deeper of what this compassion looks like, I'm just going to read a, a, just a verse in Isaiah uh, chapter 40. Um, so it's Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11. And I've got a friend with me just to um, just to demonstrate a bit more. So Isaiah was a prophet. Um, he wrote quite a f- fair bit of uh, some of the Old Testament. And um, some stuff he talks about judgment and there and was talking about Israel, but also he spoke about Jesus and the coming Messiah. And this was written hundreds of years ago. So in verse 11, it's talking about Jesus. It says, like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arm, he'll gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. And he'll gently lead the nursing ewes. So here we see, you know, now for us who are in Christ, we know Jesus to be that good shepherd who laid his life down for the sheep. He's not a hired hand. He's a a shepherd and he's a good one. And we can see the way, you know, we can see in the text just like how, how it's sort of, illustrated to us that he's, he, he gently leads us, he, he holds us close to his bosom. This is not someone who's kind of got a short fuse of us, someone who's he's, he's affectionate, he's intimate, there's intimate, there's care and trust, and this is how he wants to embrace us, and often we can find ourselves not really embracing it. Sometimes we may even harden our heart towards this. Maybe we don't even believe it. Maybe we, we do it a bit, but we just sort of waver here and there. But Actually, he's so this compassion that we, this compassion that we see uh, that Jesus felt for the widow, he has towards you and I. He draws us close. You know, when we're fearful and we're anxious, he wants us to come to him. You know, and he, he leads us gently, it says. Gently leads us. He knows our responsibilities. He knows what we're feeling. He understands. He gets it. You know, he's not far off. He just wants to hold us close. And there was also another passage that Jesus spoke about in Luke 15 where a shepherd would leave 99 sheep to find the one. And like, if you think about that for a moment, who, who really does that? Like, it's quite radical to think about that. You'd leave your, all your sheep to just find one. But what we can understand from that is that actually God's ways and thoughts are not our ways and thoughts. Like, God does what we don't think. He does what will save us. <laughs> he does, he goes to the extraordinary, like, he does immeasurably more than we could ask, think, or imagine, Ephesians 3.20 says. But we can see this in this parable. He, he and Jesus showing it us on the cross, like, It goes to that level where we just wouldn't dare go just for us. It was for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for you and for I. You know, and the Bible also says that Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God and his nature. You know, so when Jesus was so drawn and moved to the widow and he, you know, and he said, do not weep. And he came and touched uh, the widow's son. He came back to life. It's because he, he's understanding who he is. Jesus knew who he was, he, why he was sent. You know, he, it, was, it was just, this is who he is. And we have to, as a, as a people, to to really just embrace this, embrace what Jesus and, and, and the Father have said over us. Because if we don't, we find that we're, we're not walking away that actually he wants us to walk. Actually, we find ourselves just far off at times. And this brings us on to our first point, is that God is not emotionally disconnected from our lives. Now, just going to look at the life of Jesus and some of the uh, New Testament. Again, not an exhaustive just sort of summary of things, but just a few things just to get a bit more of a picture. Actually, this Jesus, who was the, the word that became flesh, he, he was just like us. So we can understand and enter in. So here we see we, moments, other times where Jesus felt compassion and he healed the people. He saw crowds and they were like dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. And he felt compassion for them. He was drawn to them. He came to save and seek that which was lost. And he, he knew who he was. He had to respond. At times where he saw the fight, he, he fed 5,000 people. And the crowds had been in for a few days. And he said, wow, the people need, people need to eat. Jesus knew, knows our physical needs. He provides for our spirit, soul, and body. At Times when in, in John 11, when he was um, Lazarus, his, his friend died. And, and he it just says there's one verse. It says, Jesus wept. And again, it's just good to just remind ourselves of these things. Like he, Jesus did cry. He did feel emotion. He's not distant from us. He also felt rejoicing when he sent out his 72 disciples, where his disciples were doing all that he was doing. And he rejoiced before the Father. He, done it, 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 he said, Father, thank you. He was so delighted to see his people doing what he was doing, because that was always his, 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 his one of his purposes, to see uh, what he did in, in others. Also, there was, he felt determined. He was determined to go to the cross. He set his face like fin over Jerusalem. Why? It was to go to the cross. He knew why he came. It was for us. You know, God so loved the world that he gave, and Jesus was in agreement with the Father. He was faithful to the end. We see that Jesus lamented. He felt deep sorrow, grief when he saw Jerusalem. He went, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I wanted to gather your children like a hen gathers her chicks, but you were not willing Again, we see his his, his character, his nature. He's like, I want want you guys to gather and come in with me and embrace me. But you guys are not willing. We see also when in Gethsemane, in the garden, when Jesus was to the point of death, sorrow to the point of death, he felt extreme suffering and and pain and just, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, he, he, he he was to the end of himself. And yet he was faithful. And yet he didn't let that kind of how he was feeling just changed the way he he was to go and also with with Judas when he was betrayed Jesus was betrayed by someone that he loved to the end he said friend do what you've come for so here we see that in the way that Jesus is he's 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 not a pushover but he's he's gentle he's lowly he's meek he draws us in closer he's drawn to us you know the bible says that Jesus is not one who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He can. He knows, he understands, he feels, he experiences. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today and forever. This brings on to our second point, is whose voice do we listen to? Jesus said to the young man, he said, young man, I say to you, arise. I say to you, arise. Jesus knew the authority in who he was and what he carried and why he was sent. The Bible says that this Jesus is the one who's raised far above all rule, authority and power and dominion. And he's been given a name which is above every name. And the father has given him son, a kingdom and a people for his own possession. And this is settled for eternity. So maybe for us in, in this season, when, uh, you know, in this pandemic where there's like, just for example, the news. And there's a lot of negativity on the news, and we can get kind of consumed by it. And and you know, sometimes we, we could be so consumed by the news that actually we find we're not even not even trusting God. That we we, we don't even realise that actually we're living with greater anxiety, we're living in fear, and this is not God's best for us. I don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying the news is bad. Not to read the news. I think it's good and healthy and it, in it in measures. But sometimes, in, especially in this season, I've just you can just find yourself just just afraid. And as Christians, you know, for those of us who are Christians, you, we, have, we in our lives can be those who can shine in such a way that we can, we can be untouched and unmoved and others would see, why are, you, why are you not changed? Why are you not fearful? Why are you not so anxious about this? It's because we understand who we are and understand whose we belong to. And we go back to what God has spoken. You know, so let us be those who continually just find ourselves in, 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 God's, in God's word, particularly in this season when things are unsettled and there's mystery to it and we don't understand it all, that we go back to God's word and his promises. And what's God said? Can God be trusted? Is he faithful? Can we recall his past faithfulness in our lives? You know, our compassionate king invites us to come and learn from him and the authority that he spoke of. Again, when Jesus spoke to the widow's son, the widow's son had to get up. Jesus, the words he spoke were spirit and there were life. So life touched what was death and death had to come up. So when we find ourselves in God's word and we, and we read it, we find actually, wow, we can see, we can experience it in our own life, the deadness, the areas where we just know that we need, we need the Lord's touch. And he can do that. And our third point is that God doesn't just visit his people now. He resides in them. You know, as it said, when Jesus performed the miracle and, you know, a great pr- prophet has risen among us, and, you know, the people were just celebrating and, you know, it says God has visited his people. So for these people, they saw Jesus. Wow, God has come. And the news spread out through Judea and the surrounding district. So and for us today, I mean, how many of us, if we knew Jesus of Nazareth was coming to Hope Church? I think, you know, wow, news would get spread out. I think not just in our own town, but I think the word would get not just in Suffolk, but maybe even in, you know, in the country and also in other countries, that Jesus was coming to preach. I think it would be amazing, right? We'd all think, wow, we'd love to get involved. I think, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on London Tube before, but on a, on, a, on a rush hour, you can't move, you're stuck. I think it would be so crowded, and everyone wants to get close and close just to get to Jesus and just want to hear his voice. And you think, wow, you know, I know that we had Ed Sheeran come last, it was last year in Chantry Park, and it wasn't just people in Ipswich that came but also in the surrounding, uh, you know, in the UK and, and, and other countries. And, you know, that's you know, helpful for the town to raise its profile. But this is someone who is far above. Like, you know, I love Ed Sheeran and his music. I think it's I think it's pretty good. But this is this is Jesus. This is the son of God. This is the one who has created uh, all things. And and through him and to him is everything. You know, there'll be such a, an excitement, anticipation, you know. And in, in the Bible, we'd there's a passage in John 16 where his disciples were so filled with sorrow because Jesus was saying, oh, I'm going to the Father. And he was like, No, that doesn't make sense. But Jesus said, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go, the helper will not come to you. If I go, I'll send him to you. Jesus is talking about his Holy Spirit, he's talking about himself indwelling in people. And he said, it's better that I go. It's better that actually that we have uh, the indwelling spirit of Christ rather than Jesus be here in, in front of us. It's better for him to go because we each have that equal opportunity. You know, just as much as if he, he was to come, we'd all get, we all would just want to get around him and say questions. But we have opportunity today, equal opportunity to fellowship with Jesus. If you're a believer today, maybe you would consider yourself not a believer. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. You know, this can be true for you. Jesus came in and said, repent and believe in the gospel. The word repent, just turn away from, your, from darkness and sin and believe in the gospel. There is hope and Jesus Christ has, has made that way on that cross for us. And for those of us who would, would consider ourselves a Christian, there's a, a glorious just truth for us to grasp is, is that God is chosen to be the resident of our earthly body. <laughs> he now lives inside of us. You know, it's the indwelling spirit of Christ. So just as the, uh, the people of, of Nain, have, uh, you know, God has visited them and watched the impossible for them to become possible, the Bible says now we've got all things are possible. And it's Christ in us. It's you and I, the hope of glory. So now Christ is not just, he wants to get out of us and to be released and to touch others because we have this treasure in a jar of clay and there's something remarkable about this that actually, as Jesus said, the works that he did, you also can, can do. And not because of anything we can do in ourselves, but it's just because Jesus dwells. That same Jesus, that compassionate king, now lives in you and I for those who uh, believe. Just got a few uh, stories of what this kind of uh, compassion, I've, I've seen in my own life, and I'm sure that many of us, uh, many of you watching have, have got your own stories. Um, I remember when I was um, living in London and I was uh, just going for a walk. Uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking too much. I was just, you know, with some friends, and I just started weeping uncontrollably at a traffic light when I saw this person. And I'm like, uh, the best way to describe it is just unusual emotion. It just came upon you. It wasn't like you, <laughs> you just couldn't make something happen. I, don't, so I think it's good to make like emotion happen. I think that's a bit strange, isn't it? But it's more like it, it was just, it just overcame me. And I spoke to a friend and I just told her and. And, you know, she then started speaking to him and he was really open to the gospel and it was just in that moment he actually gave his life to the Lord and I was with a, a lovely lady who just, you know, just beautiful, just, and she's sadly not here uh, with us today, but just beautiful how in just a moment where it's that compassion that for some reason as you just get drawn because Jesus wants to do something. It's not that you just think twice about it. I an, another example is, Remember, just um, just this week actually, I was at, I was going up uh, Christchurch Park uh, with some friends, and I noticed this guy on a on a crutch. Just, f- just, um, just again, just you're just feeling just emotion. Deep I need to go. Just compelled. You just compelled. I need to s- speak to this man, and you know, and we just got chatting, and he, he actually got into a, a car accident um, that actually wasn't his fault. And you know, t- to his credit, he actually dealt with it really well when he was. You know, but he's, he nearly actually died, and it was it was quite a, uh, a tragic sort of accident, and and it was great just get the opportunity to pray for him and the kingdom of God. Like the presence of God came upon this man, and it was just so beautiful. And his his you know his his grandson was there and his son, and it was just so just Jesus was just like again this is a stranger I don't know him I but it's it's because of who we carry and it's that compassion that we see in the scriptures that we've read when Jesus felt towards the, the widow's son um and the widow uh, that he has towards us that he because he lives inside of us we too can uh feel and, and experience that too I don't know about you but just to grow in that to be finding myself regularly just 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 weeping you know just for people because you're seeing people how he sees people so um just got some um just gonna pray for us um as a house I've got some just words of knowledge to share. Um, we're just gonna yeah have a bit of time now just to to pray and just see what god wants to do yeah thank you father we just so welcome you jesus to <laughs> you know and would you come into every room lord and just meet afresh with people lord that people would just know your nearness lord people would know your compassion towards them lord that experience and just feel your presence lord Father, we want to be a people that grow in compassion, that grow in our, our love for one another, Lord, that we would start and more, more regularly see in the world as you see it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're just so welcome to just have your way in this time. Just love you, Holy Spirit. Love your ways. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just got some words just to share now. Um, I believe there's a female um, just watching with abdominal pains um, and also another female with a with a bad hip and there's been a history of hip pain and got the name Linda. Um, tendonitis in your body, glute pain that's been going on and, and it's been persistent and also a man who's who's uh, been particularly frustrated in this, this season and that you're facing a tricky situation, you're out of work and you just felt that God would remind you of his faithfulness specifically to remind you that he knew you uh, when you were born and that he just wants to just, just love on you and then just embrace you afresh, that he's, he knows what you're going through. So, Father, we just, we, just, we just speak to abdominal pains to leave now in the name of Jesus. Speak to hip, Lord, to be strengthened, Lord, to be put back in place in Jesus' name. Just be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Speak to tendonitis to get out every trace and bodies in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. To glute pain, glutes to be made whole. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just keep receiving. You know, just even if there's not, a, you know, you haven't responded to one of those. Just keep receiving, enjoying God, enjoying his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Also feel there's people that have been suffering from... Just migraines, persistent migraines. If you just want to put a hand on on your head, if that's you, we're just gonna just pray. And if you're at home and you know, just let's pull pray together. Father, we just speak to these migraines to leave now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, migraines get out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yes. And if there's any area of your body that you feel pain we have got a condition, maybe just put a hand on that now. and we am just gonna just ask Holy Spirit to just come. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you'd, you'd bring wholeness to shoulders, Lord. Strength, Lord, to backs, Lord. Pray that pain would leave backs and, and I pray for strength in arms, Lord, in Jesus' name. Pray for an Achilles, Achilles heel on the left foot. Just pray there to be wholeness there in Jesus' name. We just speak to kneecaps, Lord, to be healed in Jesus' name. We speak to arthritis to leave now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Every trace of arthritis get out in the name of Jesus. Just speak to tooth. If you've got something around your tooth, feel like there's someone maybe with their tooth, they've got tooth pain. Just put your hand on that. Father God, we just speak there to be just pain, to leave the tooth now in Jesus' name. Gums to be made strong. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So, it's great. Thanks for tuning in um, and and joining us today. Uh, Next week, we've actually got a guest speaker, and he's speaking all the way from Kenya. So we've got a real treat for next week. Uh, Thanks for joining us. See you later. Thank you for listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.